Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Hey there, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and downloading this episode. My guest today is the man, the myth, yeah. the legend, wow. the sharpest haircut <laughs> in the Four States region, if you want to call where we're at the Four States region. I've never heard that before, the Four if States you're region. In, if you're around Joplin, they call that the Four States, but we're darn close to that, but we'll just be Southwest Missouri, I guess. Yeah. In the... In the whole Midwest. Wow, thank you. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty sharp. Um, Aaron Dicer. I didn't say your name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aaron Jack. Aaron Dicer. Hi. Hey, bud. Uh, you, I want you to tell people about oh, yeah? about all the things you do. I love hearing the list of all things you do because <laughs> um, you're an inspiration, sir. Oh, thank you. Um, I, oh boy. So where do I start? Let's start with the movie stuff, right? Get it. So I am a movie reviewer, uh, as your movie friend, yourmoviefriend.com is where a lot of my reviews end up, uh, for the local TV affiliate. I do mm -hmm. reviews for them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, in the BFCA broadcast film critics association. So I vote on the critics choice awards and go to those awards every year. Um, and then I also do a podcast called Sift Pop, which is a movie podcast uh, that you can check out. And we are now on a podcast network together yes. that I that, uh, I should say we help run. We. Uh, and it's Studio DNA Podcast Network. Yes. Uh, so there's Sift Pop, another show I'm on called New Music Digest, and another show I'm on called Shoe the Dough. Uh, and then we also syndicate our radio show to uh, right around 60 stations across the country. Um, a media and mogul. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, so there's there's a bit on my plate. Plus, I'm a dad of four and a husband to one. And yeah, uh, you are a busy man. Uh huh. But did you say you're over busy? You ever feel that way? Or are you like me? I if I am not a certain level of busy with stuff I'm passionate about, I will find something to fill it with. I just okay. I've, I've been that way my whole life. Uh, I'm very easygoing and laid back. Yes. So it doesn't always, you know, appear like I'm working or doing something. Right. But right. um, but yeah, I'm always my brain's always going, thinking of what the next thing to create is, that next kind of thing. stuff. So yeah. Uh, George Costanza on mm -hmm. Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, he there's an episode where he says, "If I act busy, if I look, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. stressed, then people <laughs> think he's busy." Yep. You don't give off that vibe. No. Your vibe no. is very cool. Yeah. Calm, collective. Yeah. Collected or collective? Collected. <laughs> collected. Collected. Yeah. Cool, calm, collected. Yeah. Not collective, like the yeah. Borg. Yeah. Um, Soul collective. Uh, very good. You uh, mentioned the Studio DNA yeah. Podcast Network. Welcome. We are very excited. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me, bro. Trust me. Very excited. Um, we are too. And it's been kind of a long time coming. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've talked about things for a long time. I'd, and say, then, I'd say at least a year yes. we've been discussing this. And uh, it's it's finally here. It's here. Mm -hmm. And it's real. <laughs> um, anyway, you can, uh, yes, feel free. Uh, you can kind of learn more about 
Studio DNA Network. Uh, we are our, uh, we get funding for this. Yeah, we're fan funded. Fan funded by fans like you. Uh, Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Yep. You know, if you have time, you know. You can go it's there. It's there. You can, sure can. <laughs> um, so, so Pluto thank Nash. You. So Pluto Nash. The adventures of Pluto Nash, Jack. <sighs> Don't forget his adventures, plural. Eddie Murphy um, has had a weird roller coaster of a career. Yeah. That stand-up stuff, Eddie Murphy Raw, um, and all those things. I remember being young and going, well, he's the greatest uh, blue Comedian, he works blue. You know what that yeah, means. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know yeah. what that means. I'm I do like, know what that, that means. You know what? Uh, remember Beatlemania? Remember that? Um, <laughs> that was dumb. Um, I actually don't remember Beatlemania. But, but, but you know, what I'm it's Chris Farley's show. Um, he he was rising to the top. He's Saturn Live, and then stand up superstar, and then it, Beverly Hills Cop. Forty eight hours. Forty eight hours, yeah, and yeah. he's just busting. And then he did this weird plateau thing. Mm-hmm. But then his career started to peak back up with Nutty Professor stuff yep. and this and that. And then came this stuff. Mm-hmm. And this got on the back end of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shrek was before this. Yes. And he maintained that level through Shrek in the different four movies, three, how many Shreks are there? <laughs> well, yeah, there's four. You know what I'm saying? So he stays relevant because of that. And ultimately, his legacy is that he's hilarious. Yeah. Then he gets in things like this, and it's not fu- like just not yeah. funny. He knows how to be funny. I just don't know that he knows how to identify what else is funny. Does that yeah, make sense? Like, would, yeah. like some. I can't believe he reads these scripts and, and goes, "Oh, I'm going to be so funny in this." But do you feel like if they said to Eddie Murphy, "You know what? Just do whatever the heck you want," I feel like he could. I feel like maybe he could. No, because because there's more to a movie than just being funny. You have to have structure and. Like he, you have to, you have to have a written skeleton to go off of. Yeah, I know. I just, it just makes me sad for Eddie Murphy because yeah. when he was funny, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's really, really funny. Yeah, and he's Ma- not and funny maybe, in this movie. No, and maybe for that time, nobody's funny in this movie. No. <laughs> well, no I take that. I take that back. Um, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid is a little bit funny in this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's awful. We'll talk it's about stupid. That. It's silliness. It's weird. But it's the only thing that I cracked a grin at. Rosa, Rosario Dawson is always great and everything. She's she fine, but she's not funny. But I'm saying from a, she's just a good actress. Like, yeah. and you go, and she's really good. Yeah. And she comes on screen, and you're like, oh, good. <laughs> and then you're like, well, but she's but not. She's not giving sa- anything to do in she this movie. She won't save this. She thing. has nothing yeah, to do with the, the actual story of this movie, really. At any rate, folks, if you haven't seen this movie, you might hit pause on this and then go watch it and then come back and. Listen. Hey, can I tell you, I I had never seen it until I watched it for this podcast. I'm I'm kind of interested. Too. It was my first time today. Um, did you know it was supposed to be a bad movie? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. That's know. why I haven't taken the time to <laughs> to see it until you forced it's me kind to. Of a, Jack. Well, we 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 had a couple different movies we had kind of circled around. Yeah. Um. Uh, and it was a sometimes on this, and you've done that. You've been on here a couple, uh, three, four times. I think it's my and, fourth. Yeah. And, I could be wrong. And. A couple times you've picked a movie, and then the other couple times I've picked the movie. Yeah. And this is an I pick a movie yeah. scenario. Oh, I made you pick, though. You asked me if there was anything I wanted true. to do. And I wanted to do this one anyway. Yeah. No, it's a, definitely a good one for the podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, folks, it's time. It's time for some deets. It's the details of the movie. Uh, the Adventures of Pluto Nash. 
It should be called the adventure of Pluto Nash because there's not multiple adventures. I don't even know if it's that much was of it, an adventure. Was it going to be a sequel? The, the happening this, of Pluto Nash. Pluto the... Nash. I, I thought it was yeah, man on the the man on the moon. Mm-hmm. The man on the moon. That's mm-hmm. what the tagline is for this movie. Um, directed by Ron Underwood, produced by Martin Bregman, written by Neil Cuthbert, which thanks, killed his career. Thanks, Neil. Killed thanks, Neil's buddy. career. Uh, pretty much killed Underwood's career, too. He only went on to do TV after that. Well, when you hear the budget, folks, you'll understand why. <laughs> yeah. uh, starring Eddie Murphy, like we've said. We've already talked about him. He's uh, a megastar. I mean, the 80s made him a uber superstar. Oh, yeah, yeah. The 90s made him um, a huge millionaire. He's- and then... By the 2000s, it was you know, Shrek or bust. He he was he is credited as the sole reason Saturday Night Live stayed alive during mm-hmm. those years. Um, you know, I yeah. think those were the years uh, Lorne Michaels left. Yeah, and uh, people really give him credit for even just keeping SNL alive through that time. Randy Quaid. Um, yeah, he's in uh, many movies. He is cousin Eddie. Yeah, not uncle, but cousin Eddie. Uh, from the vacation movies, mm-hmm. and he's great in that role. Uh, he just plays that role a lot in movies. Yeah. And um, did he, he kind of go off the deep end? Yeah, and, like he's, he's escaped he, to I Canada or something. Is he, he on the run? He got arrested when he came back to America, and yeah. I'm not sure. I've not heard if he's out of jail. Or I don't not. know. I, I don't really. He stay may up be to listening with that to this stuff, in jail. <laughs> he has time. Uh, Randy, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah, we'll have you Come on the show I would for like, sure. I'm serious. I'd love to have you on. Rosario Dawson, again, the bright spot. Uh, Joe Pantaleono. Pantale- Pantaleano. There you go. How about Panty- <laughs> Pantalone? Yeah, is it right? I don't know. There's an O at the end, though. We just call him Joey Pants. He is Joey Pants. Uh, and Jay Moore. And he's bad. Jay Moore. He's pretty bad. And then uh, Louis, uh, Luis Guzman, Guzman mm-hmm. which he is... In some good stuff, he's good. He, he but he's he's Luis Guzman. Like you know, there's he's not yeah, like really yeah, yeah. doing he's a performance. Only going to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peter Boyle. Yeah, love uh, me some Peter Boyle. Yes, uh, and uh, <clears throat> R.I.P. By the way. Yeah. Uh, One of my Pam- favorite episodes of The X Files starred Peter Boyle. Oh, cool. The Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose episode. It's cool. Brilliant. X Files is awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Written and directed by Vince Gilligan, who later went on to do Breaking Bad. There you go. I love it. Pam Greer's in it. John Cleese. Pam Greer is awful in this movie. I mean, yeah, she's, she's hardly bad. in it, but yeah, she's bad. Wow, is it bad? It's a trope almost. Um, oh, it's so bad. John Cleese is in this as well. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, that was bad for me. The disembodied like, virtual head of John Cleese. This is like a really bad Doctor Who from the '60s, where you're yeah. like, "What's happening?" Uh, let's see. Release date: August 16th, 2002. This surprised me. Can I just can I just stop sure. you right here? This really surprised me. When I started watching this, I was like, "Oh, this isn't bad for the '80s." I thought this <laughs> movie came out in the 80s. No, this I had, is that. Like, yeah. I had no clue. And when I when I looked afterwards, it was 2002. I'm like, this was yeah. just 15 years ago? <laughs> yeah. This was just... Those effects were from 15 yeah. years ago? It's bad. That's... What? Uh, luckily for us, it was a 95-minute runtime. So you didn't... You give up two hours. You didn't give up two hours of your life. Yeah. Which is good. Budget, folks, $100 million, which is, blows my mind when I first saw yeah. it. And then box office was 7 Point one oh, yeah, it's awful. million dollars. Yeah, and they and it lost ninety three million dollars. Allegedly, they spent twenty million on marketing as well. No, so it didn't save it. Um, but yeah, well, and it sat on the shelf for over a year. 
because I think they knew it was trash. They didn't do any press screenings. They just kind of plopped it out there like, well, if anybody sees it, somebody will see it. Nobody saw it, really. No one watched it. Um, it was rumor, Rumors also that Eddie Murphy got 20 mil for that movie. Well, I bet that was his... <clears throat> I bet that was his going right at the time. Um, and Could he, be. he was a... Uh, he was still a, a valued enough commodity to get $20 million. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. And it cracks me up that they were willing... Uh, to fork that over to him. That, but that tells you how big of a star he was still believed to be in Hollywood at the time. Yeah. And uh, it was just unfunny in general. Yeah. but um, Boy, that's changing in modern cinema. Well, Actors and actresses, they yeah, just can't get that much anymore. No way. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do 30 seconds and opposite. All right. We'll be right back. I'll tell you what. Yes, sir. It's time for the... The, the franchise builder right here. Mm. I, I don't know if you want to have a successful podcast, sir. But <laughs> I if thought about you it. Do, listen, if you do, you just you just make somebody me. do something in thirty seconds. Thirty second synopsis, <laughs> and then some other person uh, will do a twenty second synopsis, and then by the time we're done, it'll be a one second synopsis. Right, right. All right. This is what it's, the money's at, folks. Thirty seconds. I'm lying, um, but you can feel free to do it. You can use it. It's fine. Thanks. I appreciate that. You're allowed to do whatever you want. Thank you. Um, are you ready? I, Who's ready? Let me ask a question. Nobody's ever ready for 30 Let seconds. Let me ask you a question. Synopsis. Who's ready for fun? Because <laughs> dang it, I am. And stay away from this movie. 30 seconds synopsis. Aaron Dicer. Superstar. Aaron Dicer. Oh, too much pressure now. Oh, whatever. You're a pro. You saved us on the pre-show. <laughs> um, Pluto Nash. And go. The year is 2080, and all of a sudden humans are on the moon, and they're living there. Yeah. One of them is named Pluto Nash. He's at this dive bar where Jay Moore works at. Jay Moore is this awful singer who Pluto says, hey, change your name. You'll be awesome. And so he does, and some gangsters almost kill him, but they don't kill him because Pluto Nash buys the bar. He turns it into a success. Within seven years, he's really, really rich. Somebody tries to buy it. It's a gangster. The gangster, he says no, so they blow it up. They chase him. Eventually, he comes to confront the gangster, and twist, it's him! Uh -oh. And everybody lives happily ever after. Blue Bustic, 29 seconds. I'll let it go off just so people can hear it. We have we use an actual buzzer. Oh, nice. <laughs> well done. So they hear it. Um, that was really good. Well, there's not much to this movie, actually. No, you, well, I, I expanded the beginning because the middle of this movie is just going across the moon doing nothing. Well, and there's some really bad... Uh, man, there's some bad gunfights and gun battles in this. Ugh depressing to watch hollywood so, at its best i guess I, I would say this there are three genres this movie wants to partake in Ooh, i like this right yes it wants to be a comedy check -ish. it wants to be sci-fi yeah -ish. and it wants to be action it yeah. wants to be a sci-fi comedy action movie okay i don't think it succeeds very well in any of those three no <laughs> i like you like the o for three pluto nash yeah um so, I mean, we can talk about which genres it succeeds more at than others, yes. but it is a failure of a sci-fi movie. It is a failure uh, of an action movie. That's it sure. is a failure of a comedy. Because it, it has to be funny to be a comedy. <laughs> that's what I've heard. I've heard you, you should actually have, have the urge laughs. to laugh at some point at during some the movie. At some point. There is zero And like, I, like I said, Randy Quaid, as this robot, okay. a couple of times... Bruno. The I'm bodyguard like, robot. His performance was so ridiculous. No, it was ridiculous. I did laugh. How about the auto-tune voice on Bruno? Right. That was like... 
And his whole gig is he's like this old version of this, because apparently robot androids are the new security guards. Yeah. Uh, at that time, and he's yeah, an older version. Yeah, security guards jobs. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Like, we got to <laughs> yeah, really right. band together. Yeah. So, and they're really needed on the moon because, man, the moon is like the wild west, which makes sense, right? It does um, for a few reasons, and I'll say this. Okay, so the year is 2080. Mm-hmm. Um, the moon has been colonized. 65 years from now. <laughs> it's mined. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's also the gambling hub. It's the gamb- only place you can gamble. You can't gamble on the earth anymore. Because it's been made illegal. Yes. On Earth. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the uh, United Federation of Planets has banned this, and then on moons it's legal. Well, the city's called Little America, so I'm guessing it's the U.S. that colonized Little, the moon. Little America. and Great rapper. Yeah, Little America. Uh, you can use that, too, if you want to use it. <laughs> um, so it's illegal on Earth. So that's why we're on the moon, because Pluto Nash is a smuggler, much like a... You know, Han Solo type character. I was thinking, uh, I was thinking Captain Mal from Firefly. Ooh, yeah, okay. That would be good if that were the case. (laughs) (laughs) This, however, not as good. Uh, He's a lifetime resident of the moon. There's some Pluto Nash facts for you. He's a smuggler. Mm -hmm. He lives on the moon because he's a lifetime resident of the moon. He was in prison. Yeah. He's been in prison, I'm assuming, for smuggling. Yep, I'm guessing. Um, the Spice, maybe? Maybe he was smuggling. Never mind. That's Dune. <laughs> Never mind. Um, not the moon, but Dune. Um, he wa- a, he buys a nightclub from Jay Moore. Mm-hmm. Jay Moore's character is initially Frank uh, Tony Frankowski, mm-hmm. and he it's a performance place where Jay Moore plays the accordion and wears a kilt. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's, so, mm-hmm. it's stupid. Um, some other gangsters, Polly from Rocky, mm-hmm. break in, and they're going to kill him using battery acid. Yes. Pluto saves him because he wants to buy the club. Or yeah, he buys he's always the club. had a dream of, of owning a club on the moon. And he's going to do it. Yep. So then seven years later, like you said in your 30-second synopsis. The most successful club on the moon. And at least, if not the whole moon, at least Little America. Yeah. Um, the dancing on this first scene when they show it <laughs> it's a club the dancing is this really weird arm movement thing it looks like a pterodactyl or something i'm gonna be honest with you it was pretty cool like those those wide shots uh like at first i'm like well that's goofy but then those wide where everybody's doing it there's something about when a crowd is all dancing kind of the same way Ooh, like on the matrix yeah yeah well i just kind of feel like oh that's because it was really intense and i don't know it went from goofy to kind of cool in my my estimation Maybe I was just looking for something to be You're positive. By. You're being, being very positive about that. I was trying. I was no, trying. I appreciate it. Um, it's the most successful club there is. It is uh, owned by Pluto Nash. Mm-hmm. He has an android bodyguard named Bruno. Yes. And Bruno is uh, auto-tuned voice. Mm-hmm. And um, we get to meet Rosario Dawson's character. Who, by the way, I didn't even mention in my 30-second synopsis mm-hmm. because she matters zero to the plot. Well, that's true. Why is she there? I mean, love interest, Good right? Looking. Is that she's, what they're supposed to be? Really supposed to be a love person. interest? She's a, they don't develop person. that at all. And they plug her into this somehow. And that's about it. She's there for him to make butt jokes about. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he is a... Um, he's Eddie Murphy. So, I, you know, I mean, he. I guess he's... I don't know. We'll get to that part in a second. <laughs> the horrible CGI that was this thing. Um, 
She becomes a server at this club. She comes. She knows Pluto Nash and her dad knew each other, mm-hmm. and so he uh, he gives her a job. Her name is uh, Dinah Lake, mm-hmm. and so anyway, she becomes a server. Next scene, basically, Joey Pants shows up and some other gangster to buy Pluto's uh, establishment. Yes, for tell us seven million, a lot, whatever it was. Yeah, and he doesn't want it, and th- and he's like, it's not negotiable, and he's like. This is the deal, and you're going to take it. And yeah, he's, maybe even ten million or something. Pluto Nash is serious; he's not going to take mm-hmm. the money. I mean, and, they gave him a whole wad of Hillary Clinton's. Okay, and that is one thing to say. Which this movie does some weird stuff. Uh, we talked about this before on the podcast. Um, no politics. Your pledge is the uh, no spoilers pledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have taken the zero politics pledge. I haven't. But what we're saying, <laughs> what we're saying is this. Here's what we're saying, is that. Hillary is on the $10,000 bill. <laughs> and then there is a Trump realty mm-hmm. on the moon as well, yeah, which yeah. is believable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess it's how many years from now? Do some math for me. 63? 63 years, yeah. All these things can happen. <laughs> no, we're not colonizing the moon in the next 63 years. Um, I just like that it's Hillary and it's also a bill. It's, it's a Hillary. Oh, and that's it's a bill. very good. Nice, nice. All these things could happen, though, at some point. Hillary anyway. could be on the money. Sure. That's true. Anything could happen. And Trump realty could be on the moon. Anyway. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Where was I at? Gangsters. Okay, oh, He doesn't accept the offer. Oh, you're going to pay for this, basically, which is dumb. So at this moment, I have to stop and say, before we move too far away from the, 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 the Hillary's, mm-hmm. um, at this point, my brain went, Wow, for a movie in the '80s, they're really like Hillary would become that much of a political, you know, figure. In the '80s, I understand. (laughs) And so my brain is like going, "Well, that's actually pretty impressive." With this movie, no, no, No. it was made in the 2000s. It was made post 9/11. Yeah, this is bad. Yeah, that's what makes this bad. The tone of it is really lame. Like, it's and it's some of it is kind of dated. Like, like I just can't believe the effects. It's the Jurassic Park theory that you can do those things. Jurassic Park's budget was less than this. Yeah. (laughs) It blows my mind. (laughs) Anyway, they didn't have to pay Eddie Murphy $20 million, though. That's true. Uh, So they have... um, they Okay, the gangsters apparently then blow up the club. Yes. And... They it sort, looked to me like they blew up the same windows three times. I'm not sure. Yeah, they, they use the same shots on a lot of this yeah. stuff. Oh, by the way, the colonies on the moon, by the way, it's not like they've terraformed the moon. No, no, no. They have they have just bubble colonies, kind of like yeah. a total recall on Which makes Mars. sense. That actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's how it'll work. Yeah. Whenever Elon Musk does it, that's yeah. what'll happen. Yeah, terraforming is way too complicated. Well, no, unless it's on Mars on total recall in the first total recall, <laughs> and then it happens instantly, like whenever they... Yeah. I think in order to terraform a planet, you actually have to send a dead Vulcan to the planet. I think that I saw that in a Star Trek movie. That is movie. true. And <laughs> okay. then throw him in the core of the yeah, planet. Yeah. And then he, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I almost went into a, some weird uh, Moana conversation. Uh-huh. About the, never mind. That's fine. The, the volcano. I'm always down a, for a weird Moana yeah, conversation. Yeah, but that was weird. <laughs> never mind. Um, yeah, where was I? Sorry, this is a great audio. They um, blew it up. They blew, they blew up, up the, the club. There yep. you go. So, so they've blown the club up. Um, and by the way, and Rex, not like a good DJ blows up the club. No, 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 no. Blow no, it no. up. This is not Joey Pants. Is not a DJ. Okay, DJ right. Joey Pants. Um, Rex is on fire. He is a gangster for uh, these gangsters. Work for Rex Crater 
a really lame name for a guy on the moon. Yeah. And um, they work for him. The Rex creator wants to buy this club. They blow the club up, which is really stupid if they wanted to buy the club. Makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. And then um, Pluto Nash, he wants to figure out why this happened. Yep. So he's out seeking information. Yep. He goes to his FBI friend, Peter Boyle. Yep. Uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. He's he's Frankenstein yep, from uh, at the pool hall. Yeah, and uh, this really the, he gives he gives him this this information that Crater may in fact be a clone, and we now are led to this. Oh, by the way, cloning is totally legal, and um, it's it happens all the time. People yeah. are cloned all the time. Just go clone. Later on, we find out Jay Moore has body two, modification. Yes, simple and easy. This is easy. Yeah, this is it. This is a no brainer. Yep. Um, even with no brain, you could do the yep. yeah, right. So um, Pluto Nash gets this information from Obi Wan, and he seeks out uh, the people to uh, that, that did the cloning or whatever, and they find out it's this. And this is it gets a little muddy here because there's the original doctor that did the quote unquote cloning that mm-hmm. they're seeking out. That doctor's assistant is the only one left because that doctor was killed yes. or died or something. And um, they go to the... Here's the hilarity. This is the funniest <laughs> part of the movie, folks. If Hollywood was going to tell you any part of this movie is guaranteed, there's no way people will, 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 will think this isn't funny. Yeah. There's, this, people will think this is the riot. Yep. Rosario Dawson, Eddie Murphy arrive at the doctor's office and they have this... Get ready to pause bot- the movie. You're oh, going to be laughing so hard. Guys, I, I, don't spit take here. You, <laughs> they have a body modification. It's a simulator. Mm-hmm. You, they, they put you up on the screen and then your body changes. And so Eddie Murphy's all flexed out and mm-hmm. got big muscles. And then Rosario Dawson, that could have just been her there probably. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know. But then... Well, they did start- muscles with her too. Yeah, but they yeah. start... They start, oh, I like this on a woman, and then I like these on a woman. You and can it, guess which areas of the woman are increased. Yeah, this and these. And, and, and it was, you know, hilarious. Yes. And no one's laughing yeah. at it at all. And it was weird. Like, it was like, it was like um, Flubber, it, Nor, um, Norbit. It was like all the things that Eddie Murphy has done since where, you know, a bee stings his lip I, and then it swells up real big because it's flubber. I don't know. With, I guess a, he didn't do flubber. With a touch of misogyny in there. Yeah. Well, um, lots of misogyny. A touch uh, of misogyny. <laughs> Understatement for, uh, for effect. Yikes. Um, it does kind of encourage me a little bit that, in, that I, think we're, I think we're starting to mature as a culture. Like, that, oh, I, I, I'm with like you a movie wouldn't A movie would never go there today. I shouldn't right. say never, but you know, for the most part, um, I think I think we're more sensitive, and I think that's a good thing. Oh, I I think our, but I think when I watched this, I was just like, yeah. Of I course, just, I just saw Kingsman, so maybe never mind. Well, but but, <laughs> but, I, but I will say this: like, it is a. There are things I work. I've said this before. I work in a school, mm-hmm. and there are things that that were said when I first started teaching, like over a decade and a half ago, mm-hmm. that were said. And if those things were said now, I mean, everyone's hair would explode. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, you just don't. There's certain things now you don't say. Or, that, like when we went to school, I don't know about you. I love like, that it's the hair exploding. You know, or I was gonna say hair would be on fire, but no, I like hair exploding. That's, that'd be weird because it's a bunch it? of little explosions all at once. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I do, I do feel that way. And and I'm not talking like 
everyone needs to be on PC, the PC police all the time. But see, I think that was a mistake to to hyper villainize PC. I think a lot of people were like, oh, you shouldn't have to be. I think that's good. I think we should well, always be learning how to be more sensitive to each other. No, you know? I agree. But I think, yeah, I will say this, Aaron. I think that common sense and intelligence would tell me I don't need to be misogynistic. Right. Or I don't yeah. need to be a bigot or right, I don't yeah. need to be this racist, crazy person. Right. But I'm, I'm just saying there are people that that haven't got these things yet. It's really weird to me. Yeah. Like that is weird I agree. to me. Like I, yeah. I don't know. That's just me. We can talk about that later. Yes. But I would talk about I it more. I would talk about it more, but you have a zero um, politics you know, but thing. Why is that, <laughs> here's my question. But here's my question. Why is that politics? That's I, life. I, right? I have. I, I view could, that as life. Yeah. I view that as life. Yeah, that's a whole other We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'll be a good. And it'll be a positive conversation. And then, like, I'm just saying. Speaking of Puerto Rico, Luis Guzman character. He is shows from up Puerto Rico. to save them. Uh, they're chasing down the information. Uh, they're chasing down the information. Uh, for this clone doctor. They get the information. She gives them this briefcase that uh, has WZW on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they get this briefcase. This is the only evidence from that. Uh, it's this briefcase that says w WZW on but it. But does it? Oh, we're not, because we're not <laughs> smart enough to flip it over and know it's MZM. I love, I love uh, that moment where they treat this like, discovery as if it's like like this genius intelligent moment for Rosario <laughs> Dawson. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm glad she's the one that figured it out. She's like, hey. And gave her something hey, to do. Hey, dude. Uh, <laughs> if you flip it over. Uh, oh, okay. And you don't understand why this says, wow, I thought it was about my mom. One thing that I will gloss over quickly is John Cleese is in this movie as uh -huh. a uh, hologram, basically, and it is not funny. And he recorded it like 2,500 miles away oh, yeah. from the set, and it is so bad. Like, it is not in sync with anything, and it's not John Cleese. It's like... We can get John Cleese. He said he'll take for a million dollars. He'll record. <laughs> he'll record uh, five minutes of audio yeah. and a video of himself and send it to us in the mail. Yeah, exactly. We'll do it. Anyway, really bad. We got a hundred million. We can yeah. blow it on anything we want. Yep. Um, anyway, the gangsters chase them. Here's some a really bad gun battle. Uh, they're looking for. Uh, they they end up on the moon, having to do a moonwalk. And I'm not talking Michael Jackson moonwalk, <laughs> but I'm talking like floating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and they run out of air and luckily the android is there to carry them that was, and luckily Luis Guzman is there yeah, that to was, save the day that was the uh, the let's try to be a little emotional moment of the movie uh, where they both run out of oxygen and then Randy Quaid is carrying one in each arm and he, <laughs> because and he in says, a comedy we need this and he says, he says something like uh, boss my boss. battery boss, my low battery boss low battery <laughs> Anyway, so they, they end up, uh, Luis Guzman saves them. They end up at Rex Crater's Casino. Mm -hmm. um, Tony, from the beginning of the movie, is there, and he's a big-time, Tony Francis, big-time Broadway Because superstar. he changed his name. That's all he did. And, he, and, and all of a sudden, he's singing like Frank Sinatra. Yes, and Pluto talked him into being awesome. Uh, they climb up the uh, elevator. They get captured. A couple things happen. And <laughs> right. um, really, at the end, it's a big fight. Big reveal, folks. Twist. Big twist is. Spoiler coming. Eddie Murphy actually is the villain, too. A wacka wacka. And he was a clone <laughs> from an appendix surgery. In prison. Eight years earlier in prison. Yeah. And they took his clone. And, uh, oh, I, I skipped over Alec Baldwin making a brief cameo in this movie. Yeah. He phones it in, too. Yeah, he phoned it in, too. Uh, 
literal. And uh, anyway, when we come back, we'll wrap that part up and we'll uh, do some rate this and talk to goods, bads. And Let's do it. We'll be right back. All right. So I'll tell you what. Pluto Nash, in the end, Rex is thrown out the window and he lands on the craps table. Mm-hmm. And the hilarity of the end is this, <laughs> is that Rex, who is the clone of Eddie Murphy, is thrown out of the window by Eddie Murphy. He lands through this window on the craps table. He uh-huh. hits the table, and the dealer at the craps <laughs> table, he hits and yells, that's craps! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Like this weird, like... That may a have guy been the, just fell to his death on your but table. But that may have actually been the most comedic thing, funniest thing in the whole movie. Could be. Like, it was almost like this weird, like, Austin Powers scenario, you know? It was... Uh, Airplane, that, maybe? I don't know. That whole scene, and, and of course, you know, the whole thing always happens that happens when there's a clone or a twin or whatever. It's like, which one's the one I'm supposed to shoot? You know, I don't oh, know which yes. one's my which friend. Which one are you, boss? That's so what he, Randy Quaid yells so at one he, point. He shoots, uh, he shoots the robot. Randy Quaid's character to prove that he's the bad one even yeah. though it's the good one and so then they take out the bad one that they think is the good one and anyhow Blech. yeah um so let's talk about some goods and bads okay this movie what are the goods of this movie um I think conceptually there's some good stuff here I think uh in a completely different scenario with a completely different creative team um, the idea of a moon colony movie yes. could be very interesting. Um, I think if you make this as uh, a straight up sci-fi action mm-hmm. kind of movie, yeah. um, you, you could do well. Or what about like a full family comedy? What you know, take out some of the sex jokes, take mm-hmm. out some yes. of that, and make it PG. Right. And I think maybe you've got kind of a fun one for the family to watch. Right. Um, you know, with some adjustments. So I, I think there's some 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 good stuff here conceptually, but the execution is horrible, almost down to a hundred percent. The goods are that Eddie Murphy made twenty million dollars for me. I feel <laughs> is that good? I feel like it's good for me. <laughs> I'm glad good. he's. I mean, you know, I, I'm glad yeah. he's he's making money. I really yeah. am. Like I, I don't. I don't anybody know him at money. all. Yeah. I mean, he may not be a good person. I don't know. But Eddie Murphy that, I, that I've seen in things, I almost said that I know after I just said I didn't know him. Um, I'm just glad he's working, doing yeah. his thing. Um, good for him. Yeah. I mean, he's making, I mean, you know, I'm just saying he's a, he's a black actor making $20 million. Yeah. Good for him. So yeah, is, absolutely. Is the bads, the flip, flip side of that, that the total box office didn't even make his paycheck? I love it though. Hey, but <laughs> that's actually, how say this for one? half of his paycheck. How about this? This is like the interview question when you get interviewed, you're like, well, one of my weaknesses is actually a strength. And for me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I sometimes work too hard, but that's kind of a strength. That's like the really bad interview question. Well, and when you, when you break it down, as BDG says in the chat, it's really only $10 million per character. And oh, totally <laughs> worth it, man. Totally worth it. Um, I'd say, I'll say this, that, that, that it made, or that it lost $93 million, just on paper, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, who cares? It's just yeah. money. Um, that is actually awesome to me. That you can go, here's the deal. You see that incinerator over here? I'm going to literally just throw this gigantic truckload of $93 million into that incinerator. Yeah. Grab a shovel. Help me. And we're just watching it as a shovel, just gallon. I mean, it's money. This uh-huh. podcast exists based on that premise. That's right. And for that, 
this is an awesome movie now. <laughs> so uh, anyway. my other uh, my other good is not not the effects, but the design. Some of the design is interesting to me. Uh, the roads are interesting to me. You know, you mentioned how it's mm-hmm. not terraformed. It's, you know, so the idea that you would have, you know, bubble cities and then roads, uh, you know, with self-driving vehicles. Who and, made these roads? Yeah. There's a highway, highway department on there. There's yeah, like a crew yeah. that, that's out there at yeah, night. Yeah, I've just never, I've never thought of the ins and outs of colonizing the moon. And I, th- I felt like the movie, you know, the design and, of and, the movie and played to like that. And I maybe the government, whenever we colonize or whoever colonizes it, I think they need to refer back to this movie. Yeah. And this is a good template for them to really figure out how to how to do this. Well, and and understand that was this. sarcasm. Understand <laughs> understand this. The moon will be like this if it's ever colonized. It will be a tourist trap. Mm-hmm. Like it will be you know, the rich people going to, you know, gamble or play. They can get, you could get there. You could get there right. pretty pretty it's, easily. It's not going to be, you know, hometown USA. It's going to be, you know, Branson or Vegas or you know what I mean? Yeah. But hometown USA would be a great name for the theme park that's on there. <laughs> Come on out home hometown USA. <laughs> I love it. We got a great, great deal. Package deal. Um, okay, so that's we know the bads. Let's rate this movie one. Folks on this show, we rate these movies one horrible to five horribles. One horrible being pretty bad. Like it's pretty bad, right? Mm-hmm. Five being um, what did I say? Uh, acid, maybe battery acid. Down like the in throat. this movie, down the throat, like the worst. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? One to five. I don't. I, I don't like battery acid down the throat. Well, that's bad then. Oh, is that not what you meant? Is that what you? No, you, you want me don't to ring want it? five. Is <laughs> um, I, I compared it to uh, you know acid to your eyes or mm-hmm. you know something really bad. Um, the worst thing you can think. I would of. give it four horribles. Yeah, it's it's four. I definitely think it's a four, and I'm gonna actually probably say that this is a five for me. Really? I never say that either. It's just really stupid. Like yeah, it's, but I mean, it's, is it incoherent? No. Like Double Dragon was. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Double Dragon is bad. It's like not even part of its source content, mm-hmm. which is a video game, which has no real... It's a side-scrolling video game did, with no real story. Did you laugh some? Like, did you like the humor in it? This movie? Yeah, did you laugh at all? The craps table thing at the end. And that was, just, <laughs> and that was like the last thing. And so that was probably a five for me, which I'd never give a five. Like, yeah. I wouldn't give it a five. I'd uh, give it a four. Paul Huff just come on here and give Love Guru a five. Well, I gave The Last Airbender a five. Yeah, yeah. and you did. Yeah. I just have a harder time giving things fives. Well, I do too. It's just that's the worst movie ever made. <laughs> but but it's kind of like um, it's something you really enjoy, and that it would be that's why that, that's that what it would be listen, that bad. If Pluto like, Nash had been an amazing animated children's show that I love to death, this would be a five. That's true. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. So um, let me ask you this question: What have you been into lately? What's something? Oh, I forgot we did this. Several to, things. Yeah, I'll have to think Take about this. Take some time. Uh, Producer Phil, what have you been into lately? Um, I think I actually got this idea from, and I was telling you about it earlier today or yesterday. I, I think I got this idea maybe from Sif Pop because um, I, I think Aaron and Andrew were talking about it one time, but I am obsessed with Harmon Quest. <laughs> I, lo- I love that show. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I, I, uh, I never, you got, what you, you got to understand me, Jack is I never rewatch anything. I, I, I don't care if it's, it's not lost. enough time. See, yeah, I, it, I, I do because I, 
early morning watching and late night watching because I just don't sleep a lot. So. I just there's there's too much good stuff out there for me to rewatch something even that I like incredibly. Like I I loved watching all six seasons of Lost, even the last season, and uh, I, but I've never gone back and rewatched that show just because. Why would I do that when I could watch so many other yeah, things I haven't seen? Exactly. I, I have recently rewatched the first season of Harmon Quest. Yeah. And and that said, it's a easily digestible. You can watch the whole season in about three and a half hours. So it's 10, 23 minute episodes. So it's doable. But uh, just over just over the last week, I've rewatched the whole first season of Harmon Quest to get myself prepped and reminded of the plot for the second season that just started. Uh, and it's great. They already had, if you're a fan of community, they already had on the first episode of season two, uh, Gillian Jacobs, who plays Britta on community. She was the guest. So they have a guest star every week, but it is fantastic. Um, the, the quick pitch is that it's basically dungeons and dragons, but with a little improv comedy yeah. thr thrown in, uh, they usually have comedians on the show uh, as guests and in course, front of a live audience. Yeah. Too, and which they, is they do this all in front. Cool. Yeah. It's all in front of a live audience. So, uh, it's really, really funny. Uh, don't let the Dungeons and Dragons thing throw you off. Like, it, I, I think even people that are not into nerdy stuff would would still find it. very Is it very enough funny. about nerd culture that kind of that that aspect is? I think kind they of do, plays through. They do a good job of hiding some of the nerdy uh, game gamification uh, of the Dungeons and Dragons experience from the audience. Like they don't go into a lot of like the, I'm going to roll this and then see what yeah, it's only there when necessary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's the show is all about the story that they're crafting and, and in that way it makes it more like if improv comedy than yeah, it's, than it, yeah, I think it's heavy on the improv comedy yeah. and light on at least the detail part of the, you know, RPG kind of stuff. Um, don't watch it with your kids. Yeah. That's probably the only thing I would say, but... Um, you can't it, tell me what to do. <laughs> I, no, I don't watch it with my kids. <laughs> just, just so we're clear. You'd be surprised. That, I mean, you you know this. There are some people that will watch like amazing, there, no, amazing no, no. things with their children. I'm just like, like I just Well, there, there is a segment of the parenting population that thinks uh, that immersion is a good idea. You know, that, that to immerse your kids in every experience while you're there to walk them through it. I'm partially for that, but only after their brain has developed enough to begin to, you know, handle it. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's like, I also yeah. wouldn't give my, my, you know, my kids a, you know, a 40 pound suitcase to lug around either. They're just not ready for it. Well, you that know? makes them, them tougher, Aaron. Right? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like some, stronger. People, some parents feel that way, but yeah, I think there's, I think there's a progress to yeah, it. Agreed. So. They don't all need to hear about Daenerys Stormborn automatically. <laughs> um, did you figure out what you've been into lately? Uh, I think TV is the way to go, considering it's you know kind of fall TV and a lot's oh, coming back the on. NBC I fall line. I have right. to I have to give a shout out to uh, the best show that everybody quit watching, Survivor. Uh, they're back. Do you like that show? Uh, You're show a Big Brother so, watcher. Too? I do watch Big Brother yeah. as well. Yeah, but um, I I think Survivor is one of the best produced shows on television not just reality shows it's cool. like it's just the way they play the drama in that show and i know a lot of people their complaint is well it's all set up it's all rigged or whatever it's actually not uh it is edited to tell a specific story but they legally cannot rig it so like the competitions are all legit the you know you're saying the, the relationships the votes all that stuff is real in the moment that's real no, human interaction no, uh teach us on this one yeah yeah sure uh you're saying Survivor can't because it's legally binding or other reality can't, can't do that? All, any competition show 
Okay. Has to follow a set of standards. This is since, in fact, my family just watched the movie Quiz Show again recently. One of okay. my fa- five favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, since those scandals, there have been these very strict rules in place about what any kind of competition show can and cannot influence cool. and do. Um, and so it is... Uh, they would be in a ton of trouble if anything like that ever happened. And their crews are so big, and there have been so many contestants, that stuff would come out. Like, you know, there's... Yeah. So, I mean, unless you're a super-duper big conspiracy person, uh, it's hard to imagine that uh, that it's actually rigged in those ways. Now, they can tell the story they want to tell using the clips the that editing. are the real... Yeah, the but editing. Legally, but the winner is not going to be predetermined. Exactly. Those votes are all real. Those competitions are all real. And it's yeah. the human... Just yeah. the human element, the psychology of it is just so engaging to me. Mm-hmm. And it's the one reality show, too, that doesn't fall completely into the cast all young people with hot bodies on an island kind of thing. <laughs> it's it's It's, you know... All walks of life, all ages, um, all genders. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Um, all, uh, all genders? Meaning? Yes, all, every single gender. Okay, gotcha. Um, uh, so, hey, it's um, 2007. So you're, saying, so, you're, so you're even saying pro wrestling is real then? By those standards, you're saying pro, pro res- wrestling is totally real? No, pro wrestling is not. Well, it's a show. Uh, it's competition-based. No, it's not really that. Um, those guys are real, uh, real people. <laughs> I've been to a couple wrestling things. Uh, Phil's actually been to professional wrestling live didn't you go no i thought you went with those <laughs> well, other guys okay yes I, it wasn't like a televised thing no but i'm saying you've seen it live. yes yes yeah that no. was just one of their other events they had yeah yeah were they called totally no, house shows those are house shows house, world, yeah, world wrestling house, entertainment has declared themselves uh, uh not a competition mm, show, i i so. choose to not that way. <laughs> i would deem that fake news <laughs> that's right um I have, um, I've said this a lot on the show. I go back and I do go rewatch things to almost like that's almost become my jam. And I'm talking like I'm almost, I'm on season seven of Wings right now. I'm halfway through season seven. There's eight seasons of Wings. Did you ever watch Wings, Aaron? I did just a little bit, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I find awesome. I find awesome uh, network television like that. Because of just how hokey it is at times. Yeah, I can't deal with it anymore. But what I like about Wings is it's 22 minutes long. You watch it. It's mindless. I look at it. Okay, next episode. Sure. The problem is there's like 24 episodes a season. Um, But I've done that with like so many other shows. And not because I'm like, because the sitcom is the wave of the future. It's almost the opposite where I'm like, sitcoms are a dinosaur now that you'll never get back. It's like think, looking at a T-Rex in the face. I think genre, that that stark genre qualification will become a thing of the past. I think uh, not only that, the, 20, the 22 slash 44 minute episode comedy, you know, drama yeah. kind of stuff, it's all going to go away. The, the way Netflix is changing things shows, I mean, a lot of the Netflix shows, they'll have one episode that's 32 minutes and the next episode is 61 minutes. You know, like they just, they make the episodes they want to make. Right. Uh, and they, you know they can be funny or dramatic or whatever so um how how interesting the net netflix and hulu and other networks are are reanimating the dead i mean i'm sorry but like wings was not on anyone's radar well it was only in syndication well, and and, and yeah. those things had had made their run and no one had had people probably had stopped like it, it stopped being so lucrative for that syndication, and then they finally turn to 
Netflix, Hulu, that sort of stuff yeah. at the end. I mean, Lester the, the, Crackle. It's, it's breathing new life into these old shows, which I think is kind of cool. The biggest example, I think, is Friends. Friends is almost as popular today as it was when it was out. It's right. crazy. And Seinfeld did that, too, where it yeah. was like the, the syndication on it was like crazy, and he was making yeah, two bucks. But the this this next generation did not oh, I know. dive and, into Seinfeld like well, they've dived into, again, dove into Friends. Jerry wears uh, high, really high-waisted jeans yeah. with a tucked-in shirt. And it's like, you just look at it and it looks old now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like It looks like it from that generation before. I mean, it is. It's night. What did it start in? It's 90, the 90s. 91. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. If you yeah. want to feel old, just realize that MTV now has a show called 90s House, where, <laughs> <laughs> where college age people have to go and live what it was like in the 90s. Oh. <laughs> is that real? That's real. Oh. <laughs> Because we did that. Because we were there for that. Uh, shout out to Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, and shout out to The Good Place as well, who's starting uh, another season. So yeah. um, I really, uh, I, I'm Netflix, who we we have Hulu as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that basically serves as our DVR because we don't yeah. use cable or anything like that. Um, but uh, in Netflix. Oh, Stranger Things is coming back too, which is going to be awesome. And you're, did you watch, watch oh, Stranger Things? Yeah, okay. yeah. So pumped for it to come out. Yep. Man, pumped to the moon. Watched it again. Did you? I'm telling you, man, late night, early morning. I just don't sleep much. So Yeah, but there's so much new stuff you could watch. Yeah, but <laughs> why venture out of the cave if I can just kind of look out and here it is. Uh, and, um, but folks, we're so glad you came over. Uh, absolutely. Aaron, uh, that was actually for the folks that came over, whatever, whoever mm-hmm. that was. I was talking to them too. Oh. Uh, and they, that's these folks that uh, joined us live, and then um, and, and for those who didn't get to join us live, they either they didn't hear about it, or, or if you're listening to this on the radio, yeah, or, and, and just you can be listening to this download, on, yeah. to this on your normal podcast feed, uh, mixler.com. That's m i x l r dot com. It's kind of a weird spelling. Slash Studio DNA, and you can join us live every Sunday night, totally so. free. Yep, yeah. and you can follow there, and if you do, uh, when a show goes live you'll get a notification. Yeah. So you'll know that there's live podcasting to listen to. Yeah, and you do your all your podcasts on Mixler. We do all of our podcasts on Mix, Mixler, Jack. You are a part of this beautiful Studio DNA family now. <laughs> I feel so excited. So warm and fuzzy. It's Facebook you, a fish. It's a fish. It is a fish. Yeah. And it's a delicious fish. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, guys, thanks for tuning in. We will see you soon. And go. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1, KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1, Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5, WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5, KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the Podcast.com. 